Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure uh, of speaking to Joseph Saheb Yusuf, uh, who's on the show today. Uh, he's, he's in Singapore, and he's just gone 11 o'clock in the evening there, so I really appreciate his time. So um, welcome, Joseph. It's an absolute pleasure, Julian, and thank you so much for having me on as a guest on the show. And uh, yes, we are live. I'm just uh, checking on my phone just to make sure, you know, everything's uh, everything's working, you know, as planned. Yeah. So great to be on the show mate i've been uh you know we've been we've been connected for a little while and you've been having some really uh insightful conversations with people from around the world uh especially during this time uh with regards to business and uh you know transformation and you know how how businesses you know need to do certain things uh, a bit differently perhaps in this day and age so uh, yeah. awesome uh I'm, I'm looking forward to it mate. no i really appreciate that I, i'll just tell tell the audience uh some may not be on linkedin some may hear this on the podcast just of who you are. Um, obviously, you're the director of sales marketing of Create the Edge, uh, and you have a mission to help individuals and businesses just to create that edge uh, for themselves. Uh, you also host a, um, a live show like this as well called Create the Edge. Uh, you're an advisor, an investment advisor, a fine art consultant, and a, a global goodwill ambassador. So many um uh, expertise there and a uh, breadth of, of of knowledge and insight so uh, the first question i just like to ask really is just so people get to know you a little bit more i mean i'm sure many people do know you with all what you post on linkedin and how you share and you're very much open and transparent which is great is what, what you love about what you do great question i think um you know uh it i'll go a little bit into my background so i mean uh, in school um, or rather in senior school, I was a through and through science student. So physics, chemistry, computers, etc. I was, I was meant to go into robotics and uh, mechatronical engineering uh, for, my, for my bachelor's. But uh, it turned wow. out to, uh, I went into finance and accounting yeah. uh, uh, back in Melbourne, that is. So, um, so you know, I had, a, I had a complete change of, uh, of career uh, a trajectory, so to speak. Uh, however, I've never actually, even though I'm a, I'm a trained CPA, I, I never actually worked in a, an accounts receivable or an accounts payable position uh, right. within a financial institution, in, interestingly enough. But I've always worked within, or rather the majority of my career has been in the financial services industry. Mm-hmm. However, I've always, always had this uh, you know, focus of, of being able to you know, be in front of people, deal with people. I, I love being with people. So I've always been in a in a relationship focused, strategy focused, marketing yeah. focused roles. So uh, I've been an individual contributor. I've been, uh, you know, I've I've led teams of up to three hundred people across yeah. Australia uh, at at one point, uh, multi jurisdictional, multi country teams as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I would say the thing that I'm most passionate about what I do is basically um, dealing with people, because. You learn something new every single day with, yeah. with whoever you are dealing with, whoever you're working with. Uh, there are little parts of them that you imbibe within yourself and you learn. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about, uh, you know, leadership. That's the thing about management. That's the thing about, you know, self-actualization is that you actually imbibe those little things and you mm. learn and grow 
from every single experience that you have, uh, you know, through life. So I'd say the thing that I'm really passionate about, whatever I do, because in essence, I'm a management consultant, uh, which yeah. who focuses on go-to-market strategies for for companies. Uh, yeah. I do have a full-time job, however, I do do uh, consulting work for companies from around the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I focus mainly on the sales, business development, and strategy side of things, okay. uh, and also looking into the corporate branding elements to make sure that you know the marketing message is actually hitting the right audience in the yeah. right manner. So uh, that's that's what I essentially do. So I go in, I, I you know, I deal directly with the C-suite. Uh, and and sit down with them to understand their real mission, vision, mm-hmm. and their purpose, and make sure that the their actions, uh, whether it be their marketing strategy, their branding strategy, their sales and business development mm-hmm. divisions, etc., is aligned to all of that. So that that's what I do in essence. But it's all very people centric. It's a business of the heart, mate. So you know, yeah, uh, you no, know the emotional it, connection that one needs to have with their employees as well as uh, their. Um, clients and consumers is essential mm-hmm. right in today's world especially and and, and it, obviously observing you through linkedin i know that's a, a virtual thing but i do see you occasionally yeah. in the real world of virtually still but moving not animated as it were uh, <laughs> I, I see that i see that people uh, side of you and clearly it's the first thing you said about people people i think you've said it you must have said it multiple times in that conversation mm-hmm. we just had then and um you know it people people matter and you know, as much as you have strategies and you have a mission and a purpose, all these sort of things. And we always know, and, and I've said it before, where people say, you know, that, you know, our greatest assets are our people. Um, Spot on. And the thing is, I, I sometimes struggle with, I don't always think organizations, and I've been in organizations where they may say that, but in reality, they're not really doing that. Um, because at the moment, it's a, certainly about people, because people, are the ones who are, you know, being the uh, having the agility, the ones that come up with the ideas, the ones all doing the hard work, and um, yep. and flipping. So, how do we get that sort of connection and in in organisations? Because part of thriving is is enabling your people mm-hmm. to thrive. How do we get that connection of yes, they are really your asset. How do we get senior, I guess, board members to really get the penny drop in a real deep way that says yes. I need to invest in my people, especially at this time. See, that's a very interesting question. I'm going to give you a little bit of a different perspective on it or a different take because, you know, I've had the opportunity to, um, you know, working with the C-suite in two completely different organizational as well as uh, country cultures, uh, you know, per se. Uh, My my career started in Australia where I was for 11 years, Mm -hmm. uh, predominantly based out of Melbourne. And uh, the company culture there um, is very different to the company culture here in Singapore. Let's put okay. that. Um, I mean, even though it's like you know just a two-hour sort of a time difference, so to speak, uh, you know, from 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 Melbourne to Sydney uh, to Singapore, there is a huge difference. And I think you know, um, you know, from what I have noticed, that the organizational culture, the leadership culture, especially in Australia, is more of an open culture where basically you know. Uh, your team members are more, you know, they're, they're basically, uh, you know, they are encouraged to come yeah. up. You know, there is more of an open door policy. They're more encouraged to come up and speak their views and their opinions. And, you know, they are not sort of shunted down and being like, is, is, that, know, an Australian, is that an Australian sort of 
speaking forth your mind and and being quite upfront or possibly possibly right. uh, or i sh- i would say it's it's something to do with perhaps the western world as we like to call it uh, yeah. as compared to the asian culture now okay. obviously the reason why i can actually talk uh, about the asian culture is because i'm asian right yeah. you know so i'm not being racist or any kind of you know no. uh, you know things along those lines so i mean i'm originally from india i was born in india spent the first 17 years of my life in india so i mean the asian culture is very hierarchical if that yes. makes sense yeah, yeah. especially in a corporate environment and this is something which i have even though i've not worked in a corporate environment in india i've obviously mm. worked in a corporate environment in singapore and you know the the thing which i've noticed which is very very different is like you know out here people hesitate to to basically share their views their real right. opinions with with their senior senior decision makers and i'm not talking mm. about your senior, your immediate line manager i'm talking about your 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 director level uh, you know people or your vps etc yeah. there is a hesitancy which people have uh, to speak up even at board meetings even at even at you know company meetings etc when people are asked you know mm. uh, you know tell us what you think they're very hesitant to speak up here uh so i i don't know it, it's more of like a hierarchical culture in my opinion perhaps in uh in in the asian subset or in mindset uh mm-hmm. which which i have noticed here in singapore so um in my opinion uh, to to get back to your question that you asked um in my opinion i think what leaders should do especially during this time where mm-hmm. you know the world is basically in this digital bubble as i like to call it yeah. and you know everyone you know so many industries so many companies which never thought that they could have people actually working you know from a remote location uh, on on their stuff uh, are basically understanding that it is absolutely possible right yes. so the thing that leaders need to do at this present moment is is have more of an empathetic quality towards mm. their um you know towards their staff and not just being empathetic but also i think the most important thing a lot of people talk about is equality in my opinion equality is not as essential as equitability so okay. i in my so so i mean leaders need to be more equitable in the way they actually treat their staff now what do i mean by that you know you will see that most leaders in 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 every organization they will celebrate those who are the front runners mm. right but they will not uh sort of pull up those who have the potential but who have not yet proven themselves mm. and that's where i think uh you know moving forward in this new league of leadership uh in the future yeah. more and more people need to actually more and more leaders need to bring up those people need to be able to understand the potential that certain people have uh need to be able to recognize people mm. a little bit better we, uh, and and that's where i think you know empathy makes a huge difference you need to be mm. able to read people to be a good leader yeah. um in my opinion i mean this is something which i had a bit of a conversation with uh uh julian a, a couple of days ago with a friend like especially if you're in the c suite if you're in a senior management position mm. you really don't need to know so much about the technical things because you're never actually doing it yourself you've got teams no. doing it the main thing about being a senior leader and in my opinion that is the most important element of leadership mm-hmm. is how good you are at delegating responsibility to yes. your team and how good of a people leader you are now mm-hmm. people who might be listening in to this on 
listening to live as well as perhaps on a, a recorded podcast later on, they might be thinking, I'm quoting Jack Ma. But think about it. You know, a good leader is not someone, uh, you know, who, you know, who knows everything. It's, it's more of someone who, who gets everyone to work in harmony yes. because they are good managers, people managers. Mm. You know, they, they, they look after their, uh, you know, their, their, their employees, you know, morale, etc. And that is, in mm. my opinion, the most important aspect. Make sure you have an open door policy. Make sure mm. that, you know, you, you are empathetic towards your staff. Make sure that you trust yourself. I mean, you've hired mm. them for a reason, right? So yeah. place your trust in them. You know, you don't micromanage them. Let them prove their worth. Give them that empowerment. You know, empower mm. them to do what you you have hired them to do. There's yes. no point in paying someone if you're standing over them all the time, trying to understand and trying to determine each and every step mm. that they take along the way, right? So. If you don't empower your, uh, you know, you, your staff, you're not a leader, in my opinion. You're just a manager, and right. you know, and people will never respect you. So, mm. yeah. And it, it's interesting. All what you've said there, it goes back that leaders need to be very people focused, people mm-hmm. aware, and mm-hmm. you know, demonstrating that empathy. You know, having incredible self awareness. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a, I coach um, C suites and and senior leaders, and mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I try and help them with is mm-hmm. getting comfortable with themselves, making them aware of themselves, but then then being incredibly aware as they reflect on situations uh, and becoming quite reflective. You know, because obviously we, we, we make mm-hmm. things not perfect every time. And, you know, that when I, I always get them to go back on situations and how they could do it differently, better, and have that reflective approach where you then create that learning journey and be a, a, a continuous learner. And um, it's it goes back to the people. As you say, you, you, when you become a C-suite, a sort of VP, you're not needed to be knowledgeable of the technical specifics right. side of things. You're there to inspire, give them a vision, and empower them. And it's interesting that all of these are uh, – there's a trust thing going on here. And I, and I was just fa- fascinated how when – the whole lockdown, certainly in the UK, I've been working with organizations and have worked in organizations where the whole flexible working thing was sort of done a little bit and not quite there. And there's always an excuse of, oh, we can't get everybody working from home, can't do this. There's all, but it was more of a trust thing in a lot of organizations, I think. And um, it's interesting, I, I, I spoke to some companies that within a weekend had got everybody home. Um, and yeah. So they, they, they could do it because they needed to do it. and But what they found is then, and obviously there's a challenge, obviously some people's certain mental health, obviously being completely isolated, but in terms of the productivity and working, it actually did work and created a, a better way of interacting and creating freedom for people and flexibility. And actually they got more done and more efficient and more ideas. And actually some people thrive more than others in those situations. And, but it goes back to that trust and it's, you know, it's having that trust and empowering ability where you go, I'm allowing you, but you know what? It's okay if you fail. And because failure is okay. And and this is where I guess as a leader, 
you need to be also in that context where you're putting yourself in the unknown where you may fail as well. Because as a leader, you've got to lead by example. So if you're allowing other people to fail or allow to fail, you should be in that position that actually I'm failing as well or willing to fail because I'm on it stretch the boundaries of my personal development or this company. You know, you know, Brené Brown talks about courage, doesn't she, about yep. stepping into the arena and with that mindset right. right. of literally you don't know. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're in a time where I've, I've talked to many leaders who feel almost scared to say, I don't know. And I said, do you know what? It's okay you don't know the way forward because none of us have been in this situation before. Um, Spot on. I mean, each and every, each, each and every, each and every rule in the leadership or the management rule book has been literally ripped apart and thrown out the window. Window, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, people are, and I say it's good to almost say to people, we're sort of going in this direction, but I'm not entirely sure how we're going to do this. And then you galvanize teams, you work together, and you become innovative, more creative, more releasing, and and, and then starts to, and you get then you create that sort of more mindset of thriving and uh, allowing failure, but using that as almost, I, I never say the word failure, I say it's more just feedback, it's all it is. Um, you just need Spot to on. just change something. So, um, I mean, what other conversations are you having with leaders at this time that to try and get them into that place of helping them to navigate this unknown unknown as it were well i think i think the 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 main thing that most leaders uh you know who are in charge of teams are facing at this present moment is basically being able to have that trust in their team that you've mentioned right Mm. uh you know how not to be like a micromanager so to speak and that's that's one of the main main elements in my opinion the other the other element is like i think uh what most leaders are missing out on is is the is the required communication skills now don't get me wrong i mean obviously if you're a leader or if you're a manager in a a particular company you obviously have you know uh you know some kind of communication skills which has also obviously got you to that position however you know when you've got your teams you know in a in a virtual environment you need to be more aware of a lot of little things like, you know, facial tics, body language, et cetera, yeah. to make sure that when you're on a Zoom call with them, that you've actually got their attention and along mm. those lines. And, you know, little things along the lines of, you know, looking at the camera when you're talking, you know, just to mm. maintain that eye contact, uh, you know, along the lines of also, you know, you know, hand gestures, et cetera. You know, these, are, these are little communication tactics, which I think leaders should use moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something which a lot of leaders are, in my opinion, failing. Uh, in at this present moment because they they have they are not used to being on camera if you know what mm. I mean so you know there's a sense of fear the sense of judgment that yeah. you know you know am I looking okay or whatever no just be yourself exactly. go out in front of your team you know you you are in front of your team you're not in front of like unknown people you're in front of people who you are with in general or you were with at least six months ago right in yeah. in, in the same in the same vicinity. But um, you know, I think I think you know, communication and being able to effectively communicate yeah. uh, elements is is something which a lot of leaders are struggling with, in my opinion, at this present yeah. moment. Uh, at least based on the companies that I do consult with, uh, which I'm seeing, okay. especially in C-suite. Uh, the other element as well, is it a is it a do they see the value in that, or they just and but they just can't seem to get in a place to to execute on it or they don't see the value in it what, what what's the sort of sort of roadblock in their minds really 
see the main thing is, uh, you know, I think most leaders, especially who are of the slightly older generation, you know, they're, they're used to doing things certain ways. And I think that's where adaptability becomes a huge element in leadership. Like you have to be adaptable in your approach based on the circumstances that are presented in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, a lot of people are like, you know, you know, they, they still believe that, you know, just sending through like a, a group email to your entire team will have the same effect of mm -hmm. having a 10 minute or a 15 minute, like a group Zoom call, right? In my opinion, you know, showing your face just just proves that you care, that you are there, you're present yeah. in the moment, you're down in the trenches with your team as well, uh, because because everyone's everyone's sort of doing it hard in some mm. way or the other. I mean, you know, whichever industry you're in, you know, there are you know situations in your present existence which mm. are definitely not up to as to what you'd ideally like it to be. Yeah. So everyone's doing it hard. So, you know, have that courage to come to your team. And, mm. this is the, and you know, to answer that question, I think a lot of leaders are, are missing out on that. And they are basically like, you know, I'm just going to do it the old way, you know, send through like a like, like a memo circular via email and, and, and hope yeah. it works. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have the same effect of you getting on screen with them, talking to them, asking them how yeah. their day has been. I mean, you, you were able to do that prior when you were in the same office location, but yes. not anymore, right? So you need to have the courage to face your team in mm. their eye, ask them how they are. And that's what, you know, people will do. They will go out of their way for those they respect. And, you know, leaders who do that, they, they stand head and shoulders above the rest, in my opinion. So, you know, respect is a two-way street. Trust is a two-way mm -hmm. street. Uh, you can't expect your employees to give it their best if you do not have their best interests at heart, right? Yeah. And, you know, as a leader, you just, you need to be there in the moment, present with them, as I said, in the trenches, mm -hmm. so to speak, uh, you know, to, to show them that, yeah, this is a leader who actually cares. This is a leader who is actually mm -hmm. there for us every step of the way. This is a leader who empathizes with what yeah. we are going through and, uh, and is there with us. And it goes back to that, point of it doesn't matter if you're not the best at it at the start you feel uncomfortable slightly awkward mm -hmm. but at least do it and I think that's where I've encouraged a lot of leaders where I said you know what I always say think about what, how did you how did you become visible and present in your office and often people used to sort of walk yeah. the floor and in a nice not in a hierarchical way mm -hmm. you know just wander around mm -hmm. chat to people how their weekend was and I just said well how, how can you do that in a way that's similar that you're being present and visible you know think of you know think of your direct reports think of those below your direct reports and how mm -hmm. where to interact you know it can be a, a zoom call it can be a, a, a more of a town hall time zoom call where there's a bit more right. of a it could be a q a it could be do you know what it could be a facetime call it, there's obviously the facial yes. thing, and sometimes it could just be a, a normal phone call as well. I'm just trying to create that sort of interaction. Precisely. And it's just Precisely. thinking of ways, what's appropriate for the person, for what you're trying to communicate, and how best it will have the greatest impact. And I say, exactly. if you feel uncomfortable, just have a go. You know, we've all, and I've noticed in the in the last six months, more and more people are more comfortable looking at a screen on Zoom because yeah. we've had a force to do it. You know, we've gotten used to it, right? You know, 
yeah. it's repetition, mate. Repetition. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. You, you so keep it, doing things, you know, over and over again. And it just becomes part of your lifestyle. So, yeah. I mean, interesting. You, you said something really, really interesting, Julian. Like, uh, you know, um, the, the company which I work for here in Singapore. So we we normally have this weekly catch up on a Friday, right? Uh, you know, at four o'clock. Between uh, so you know, uh, at four o'clock, you know, the the CEO, the managing director, the department heads. You know the sales guys, everyone. You know we are on a Zoom call together, and uh, you know we, we, we all of us need to have a drink in front of us, whether it be a beer or a wine or you know, it could even be water, right? But you know it's it's just like you know that that social camaraderie which we are which which we're trying to sort of have once again, like that sense of togetherness that we're all mm. together in the same place, and that is what uh, you know a team is all about. Right, yeah. you need everyone to be pulling in the same direction, uh, and and you need everyone to be on board with the same kind of mindset, yeah. with the same kind of uh, you know um, effort that they put in in whatever they do. So mm. you know, these are little things, in my opinion, that leaders can do uh, to to basically engage their 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 staff. Mm. You don't have to have like you know employee recognition benefits and stuff. No. You just have to ha give them the opportunity to see you mm. as the person who you are. Exactly. And that's what people resonate with. People resonate with the real you. People yeah. resonate with who you are as a person. And, and you know, that's, that's the same. You know, that's just personal branding, which has gone into corporate branding in the, at this present moment, which mm. ultimately goes into the consumer experience part of things as well. Yeah, and, it, and it's also listening. I found people went a little bit, the early days, Zoom mad. And I yeah. used to have some clients who'd say, let's jump on a Zoom. And I'm thinking, we're going a phone call. I mean, I, we didn't do Zoom before. And it's it, <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no issue yeah. with it at all. And it's like, yeah. people just need to engage their brains a little bit. Because I, I, I had a client who yeah. was doing a daily update. Like a, they called it a social update with their team. At, I think it was at midday. And uh -huh. it was just to talk about socially. Nothing to do with projects, nothing to do with work. And mm -hmm. she's all, oh, nobody keeps turning up now and all this. And and I just asked the question of possibly, is it sort of, as the season passed, it was probably right yeah. relevant in the early days to keep that. And I said, how else could you do it? And she just didn't, she went, well, I could ask what they want. I said, yeah, that's a really good answer. I said, <laughs> you know, rather than me telling her what to do, she was telling me what, and then she would go, go ask a team, what do you think we should do to try and keep this? And it, I think it became a, more of a, a weekly thing and it became more of a Friday, like yourself, four or five o'clock and we just have a beer or a glass or whatever it may be. Yeah. And it yeah. became very much, oh, that was a great week. What do you reckon? What are you guys doing the weekend? So it came a little bit more purposeful and it wasn't every day in this sense of trying to create the water cooler conversation in a very forced way. It was almost like saying, they were, you're right, all gather in the middle of the room. Let's all have a chat. And I was looking at um, what about, um, well, just social things. And it's like, you wouldn't yeah. do that in the workplace. And I yeah. think we just need to be cognitive of trying to force things and just being mindful of the situation and, and what will be best. And I, I always get my clients thinking about what, what, what are you trying to communicate? What, what are you trying to do here? What is the best way of achieving that? You know, is it Zoom? Is it just a, a one-off, once a week, once a month, daily call, whatever it is, text? And just be cognitive of that. So we're mm -hmm. listening. And it goes back to, you know, we're living human beings and we all have emotions and we all have stuff going on. Just 
be mindful of what's appropriate and what's right in that situation and um yeah show, show that empathy so we are circling back which is fantastic which is what it's all about <laughs> getting back to people um, yeah so any other thoughts in terms of if you to sort of say to one to one thing that would really help right now to keep us in that sort of focus of not looking back you know we were all about we learn from the reflections of the past but we look ahead but obviously live in the moment uh, what sort of things would you say as a to a leader or or to organizations right now well i think uh, more and more uh, organizations or senior leaders should work on their personal branding and their and their digital presence so what mm. i mean is like uh, their social media presence because you know, personal branding uh, is is basically uh, something which every single leader should concentrate on, right? Because people buy people. Simple as that. You know, the no like and trust factor is because, you know, someone has engaged with someone from within your company mm-hmm. or someone who has had a good experience with your company. And that's the reasoning as to why they choose to be loyal to your brand. Yeah. But, and that's a, but that's that's just that heart connection. And that is so yeah. important. Uh, you know, just just look at some of these people like uh, Jack Ma, Bill Gates, uh, Richard Branson, uh, Warren Buffett, etc. Right? I mean, most of them are you know their companies are known because of them, right? Yes. So their personal brand is bigger in in essence than their corporate mm. brand, quite literally. And that is that is what a lot of senior leaders need to work on. Intentionally, yeah. um, they really need to work on their own personal brand mm. because they need to have their brand out there so that you know when you know so that they are the face of the company quite literally mm. like when people aren't able to leave their houses to go out and do retail shopping or whatever mm. right uh you know they're, they're just working on you know looking into it from the digital experience yeah. now the digital experience they need to put a face to the brand now if you are if you've not worked in your personal branding as a senior leader of your organization uh, if your client who you're pitching your services to or products to, if they don't know who is, you know, the, the face of the brand per se, if mm. you're not like a very well-known brand, I'm not, I'm not talking about like the Nikes and no. all, the, all the household brands. No, I'm talking about, you know, your SMEs, et cetera. People will Google you. People yes. will. Or your company. What comes up? You know, uh, what is the thing? what is the reasoning as to why one person chooses one competitor over the other? It's because of the brand experience that they've had when they've interacted with someone from Mm. that company. Now you company X and company Y could have the exact same product, right? But the reason as to why a person chooses X over Y or Y over Mm. X is because that they've had more of a personal connection the only way you can have a personal connection moving forward, especially in a digital bubble, uh, mm. is, is personal branding, especially for your senior leadership, especially for the yeah. people who are the face of the company. Let them go out, speak to people, you know, express themselves, show who they are as a person, not just flogging their, their products and services, but showing people who they are, what they stand for, what their values in life are, right? So that people resonate with you at a personal level. And that's one of the main reasons, that's one of the main things, in my opinion, that leaders should work on moving forward as to how to get their personal branding on point. Yeah, and it's like, so I was with a a client yesterday who um, is very good at, is a very people person and very highly networked. 
um, but of the, I would say, not of today's way of doing things. Um, and obviously with what's happened with COVID has made it even more uh, remote and digital. And I agree that getting becoming the, the more the face of your organization and and it goes back to you know sharing who you are, what you're about, the, the people mm-hmm. side, um, and not about pushing products, not about pushing the services. It's just demonstrating it. And I know a lot of companies now are starting to do their own podcast, uh, so they interview yeah. their own teams um, mm-hmm. and technical people, and it it creates a nice little dynamic. They probably don't get loads. Probably just get their specific clients to listen to, but it doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a way yeah. of telling a story. Um, you know, I, I get approached to come on my podcast, people who are CEOs mm-hmm. who are probably thinking, I need to up, upscale my um, personal branding. And therefore, yeah. they're jumping on other podcasts, they're doing LinkedIn stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. It's that's the way. And it's not about them promoting them per se, it's about them promoting them as a person that then represents this organization they work for. And hopefully, the values will come across, and that will be the values that are in their business. And you know, making sure that they are authentic, obviously, clearly, as, as in there's a, there's a real integrity in that what they're sharing there exactly is within the company as well. Um, that's a really good insight. And I think I know we talk a lot about personal branding, but I think a push to get senior leaders because I think I think some people just think of it always. Oh, those entrepreneurs, they're all doing the personal branding. You know, they're out there trying yeah. to push the wears and tears. But actually, for mm-hmm. a senior leader, I think it's mm-hmm. it's more important to do that in this day and age. And because we are in a digital way, people do just Google things and then start seeing things about this person at this company. Think, wow, this is interesting. That, I like this. Um, that's fascinating. Um, well, I really appreciate your time, Joseph. Um, it'd be good just to tell people how people can get hold of you. I know you're, you're pretty live. I, I live on LinkedIn, mate. I, I, I live on LinkedIn quite literally. So. Uh, yes. I need to, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm paying them rent, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I pretty much live on LinkedIn. So, you know, please reach out to me. Uh, I, um, yeah, on via LinkedIn, uh, please, please feel free to follow me. Um, you know, send me through a, a personalized connection request. Uh, if you feel I might be able to assist you in any way with regards to, um, you know, marketing, branding, etc. Uh, th- those are the things which I specifically focus on. Uh, as a professional so uh always happy to have a chat um you know and you know just if you'd like if, if you'd like to just even chat about you know certain things that you are facing with regards to your your, your organization uh, always always happy to you know uh, lend a year and, and and basically uh give you some advice if that's something which i might be able to provide so but yeah best best way to reach me is definitely be linkedin i do have other social media but uh uh, to be to be extremely honest, like uh, I maybe logging into those. I'm talking about like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, maybe once a month. So right. yeah, but LinkedIn, yeah. I'm I'm there every day, man. Every yes. every single day. So it yeah, just appears uh, that I, you I do live on LinkedIn, actually. Yes, uh, I do. Much <laughs> do. <laughs> but it's been a real delight, and I, I value your time and your inputs and right. your your insights. It's been really good, and I'm sure this will be a great. It is gonna be a great episode that people are going to be listening to right now and so yeah thank you very much joseph my pleasure